Aiden, your prayer worked. Hallelujah. All right, as you can see, this is one for the boots. This is one for the rubber boots, you know, and, um, you know, we're going to talk about philosophy today, you know, the philosophy, scriptural philosophy, philosophy behind the word, you know, and, you know, this is, this usually trips people up. Nevertheless, it's quite necessary, quite necessary, because a lot of people, they don't know where to start. They don't have no conception of how to approach the word, you know, and so the philosophy gives you that, you know, and for those that don't know, philosophy is the love of wisdom, the study of wisdom, you know, meaning of philosophy, the love and pursuit of wisdom, investigation of the nature causes principles, um, knowledge based on logical reasoning rather than empirical methods. <laughs> systematic method of evaluating life or getting higher knowledge of the self. The word philosophy comes from the Greek word philo philosophia, which literally means love of wisdom. The introduction uh, of the terms philosopher and philosophy has been ascribed to the Greek. <laughs> So we're going to get into some scriptural philosophy because I am a lover of wisdom. You know, I seek to dwell in her tents all the days of my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. So we're going to do a recap today. And we went through uh, three major, three major churches righteousness you know um and even one church of satan mm. just by chance just by happenstance just arbitrarily just in hopes <laughs> i'm gonna ask if anyone can name those three churches of righteousness that we've been going over in the discipleship course. Adam. Adam is one, absolutely. Noah, Noah is another. Enoch. Not Enoch. Moses? No. Not Moses. Seth. Seth. Oh, the sons. The sons. Seth. Well, not quite. We're missing one. We haven't got to Abraham yet. Um, we haven't. We, we haven't quite got to Abraham yet. And yeah, it's it's okay. I think I said it wrong. It's it is uh it is Noah. It is Adam. Um, so it's only it's only two, and then and then one wicked. Cain. Cain, absolutely. So those are the three we're going to be dealing with today. You know, um, and, and I said four because, you know, one is twofold in our actuality. Anybody want a bonus round? Adam. Twofold. No. Good try, though. 
Um, I can see why you would say that. Someone say Kane? Noah. Why? Because he was from the old news. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ding, 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 ding. Donna no, got it. You know. All right. So not now that you know the contents of the study, let's get into the study. So the first one is uh, we're gonna do a recap of the church of Adam, the first man, you know, the God made from the dust of the earth. You know, so that's cool. I don't know what I mean. Yeah, I'm 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 saying that I'm like, what is that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, but it's light, so I'm not gonna complain. Okay. All right. You know, so yes, the first church is of course Adam, the first man. And we know that the man represents the ecclesia of the church. It's a many member body. Y'all man, everybody with me? Everybody recall that? This is a recap, right? Yep. All right. The first man was Adam, and he was the first ecclesia or church of Elohim. He was made to till the ground. That is, he was made to work the ground, sow seed, to cause things to grow within that ground, so on and so forth, right? You know, and take of that and give back to Yah who blessed him to receive from the ground. You know, Adam was as a newborn baby, you know, i.e. the earth um, or his heart, if you would, was totally innocent in his day. You know, so he was like, you can look at him as like a newborn because he was literally like a newborn, right? You know, everything was new to him, you know? Um, and so he was truly like a baby. He was totally innocent in this day. Hence, Yah was able to communicate um, his, his, his truth or his word to this particular church internally. These things were, these things um, were deduced from the following passage in Genesis 2, 5, and 6. We, we see that it says, in every plant of the field, before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field, before it grew, for Yahuwah Elohim had not caused it to rain upon the earth. And there was not a man to till the ground, but there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And so hereby, you know, we see that, you know, rain had wasn't on the earth. And so the way that the earth got watered was from within. You know, and so this is a this is a picture of Yah actually, you know, sending his his uh, his truth, his his word, uh, causing his light to come from within. Amen. Okay. You know, now the man, the man that is the ecclesia of the church, Adam, will go on to reside in the Garden of Eden, i.e., in a protected state of pleasure. You know, um, you know, a protected state of pleasure. Why do why do I say it was protected? Because what? They were innocent and low. Well, they were innocent and they did need protection, but but that's not why. Where am I getting the protected part from? Because they were in the garden. What What was that? They were in the garden. Absolutely, and that's the uh, that's what garden means. It means a protected place, you know, um, of, of, you know, where, where stuff is growing, you know, so, and so 
the man Adam were going to reside in something in, in a protected state of pleasure. Now, something unique to this man is that Yah communicated or taught him from within. Whereas all subsequent churches, he does so from without. Everybody with me? You know, so that's the difference. That's gonna be on the final exam. Right. You know, that that's the that's the difference, you know, um from the first church and all the others. They were taught from within, but they he was able to teach them from within because their hearts were pure and they were innocent. Everybody with me? Yeah. All right. So every all the other sub, subsequent churches that that um that came came afterwards, he he teaches them and from without, that is from on high via the rain, the sun, the stars, etc. Amen. All right, so Adam's downfall came by way of the flip side of his innocent heart, which was one of the greatest qualities that he had. But with innocence also comes gullibility, the which the serpent exploited by causing him to think that that um, they, could, they could obtain wisdom, understanding, and knowledge from a source outside of Yah. This is depicted by their eating from the forbidden tree. They were easily deceived into thinking that they could be more like Elohim by disobeying him than by imitating him. You know, and unfortunately, there's many people today that's still falling for this same old trick, this same old deception, I should say. You know, many people are still thinking that they can be more like Elohim by disobeying him than by imitating. Is that not what we see today? Say a lot. You know, folks are still partaking, partaking of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Even at, in, at this late date, there are still some that are doing it. Many. You know, consequently, Adam would no longer be allowed to live in the Garden of Eden, i.e. a protected state of pleasure, but would from henceforth ever have to contend with evil or darkness i.e. displeasure, adversity, calamity, misery, etc. You know, because now that he that he knew evil, evil got to know him. Mm. And so he would have to contend with evil or darkness, you know, which speaks to displeasure, adversity, calamity, and misery, you know, from that point on. Hence he was cursed, you know, and the ground that that he um that he worked was cursed. And the wife that that he was one with was cursed. There was a whole lot of cursing going on. Amen. You know, and so we see this in Genesis 3, 22 through 24. Let me have my first reader read Genesis 3, 22 through 24, please. And Yahuwah Elohim said, Behold, the man has become as one of us to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, Yahuwah Elohim sent him forth from the Garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drave out the man and placed at the east of the Garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Hallelujah. Now, pay close attention because never, nevertheless, Adam still lived in Eden. He was put out and driven from the garden of Eden, that is the protected um, 
um, place of pleasure, um, pleasure, you know, the protected state of pleasure, you know, and now he just lived in Eden. That is in a state of pleasure, seeing that he was still in Eden and accessible to the light of Elohim. So he still lived in pleasure, but that pleasure was not protected. Everybody with me? Everybody understand? Okay, now true to what y'all told Adam, even that he died, he, he would die the day that he partook of the forbidden tree, the clock began ticking after his fall. You know, so that's when that's when man, i.e. the church, entered into mortality. Everybody with me? You know, now from this point on, Adam, as well as all subsequent men or, or churches of light, uh, or light, which speaks to life spawned from, from his loins, have their lives accounted in days or years. For as the days and years, they must now endure repetitive times of darkness, that is evil, um, whereas they once abode only in a protected state of pleasure and light, which speaks to life. You know, and of course, the darkness and evil, you know, leads to death, right? It is due to this repetitive darkness or evil that man slowly dies. Therefore, if we want to live eternally, even though we're now unprotected, we must find a way to return to living only within the light. Does that make sense? Everybody see that? Everybody, every, everybody, you know, grasp that? You know, so that that's our, that's our goal is to is to return to find a way, find a way to to live only within the light. Yes. Amen? Amen. All right. So that was the church of uh, Adam. The next church is the church of Cain. Now, church Cain had humble beginnings, you know, because, you know, he got, he got, you know, kicked out. He was yeah. exiled, you know, and so he had to go. Um, he was a, um, a wanderer. So, you know, he went and made a city in the land of Nod, you know, so, you know, it was kind of unexpected that all this took place, right? So he, he started off slow. He had humble beginnings, you know, and this is this is his, uh, his, his first church, you know, see, it's called Cain's, you know, it's Cain's house, you know. Now, what I want you to, to, to be aware of and to acknowledge is the way of Cain. You know, because remember, remember, we're trying to find the way to live in the light only. So as we go through the story of Cain, the church of Cain, consider his way, the way of Cain. Amen. <clears throat> now, from Adam's disobedience was birth Cain. That is a disobedient church of those which are faithful but without love, that is without works, which speaks to a church separated from Elohim. You know, hence we read in Genesis 4, 13 through 16. Let me have my next reader read Genesis 4, 13 through 16. And Cain said unto Yahuwah, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, thou hast driven me out of this, out this day from the face of, of the from the face of the and from the face 
shall I be healed. And I shall be a pigtail and a vampire, a vagabond in the earth, and it shall come to pass that everyone that findeth me shall slay me. And Yahuwah said unto him, Therefore, whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And Yahuwah set a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. And Cain went out from the presence of Yahuwah and dwelled in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. Okay, so from this we can deduce that man or Cain is living in darkness. You know, um, darkness or evil, exile from Yah's presence, i.e. his light. Why do I say uh, he's living in darkness, he's exiled from his light? Yes, but what, what does that have to do with, with being in darkness? Absolutely, because Yah is light. You know, so I, I want you to make the connections. You know, um, you know, from why does it, why do I say that Cain was a disobedient church of those that were faithful but without love? Uh, because they have no what? Yes, because they have no Yah. You know, not light though. Why? Why do I say that concerning Yah? Absolutely, because Yah is love. So if you don't have Yah, you don't have light, nor do you have love. Amen? Amen. Now, why do I say that, that they're without works? Because they're not doing what he says. What does that have to do with anything? Absolutely. Because to love him is to do what he said. So, so you see how this come together? You see how this unfolds? You know, you know, I want you to, I want you to understand, you know, you know, um, you know, how this comes about, you know, it's all predicated upon the word, you know, so, you know, uh, cause if you can, if you can see it and you can grasp it, you can understand it, you know, now you'll be able to do it yourself. Amen. You know, now, so the church of Cain was a, was a church that were faithful, but without works, you know, um, now we read about. Cain being driven away, you know, and from this we can deduce that um, Cain is living in darkness, you know, because Yah is light and he's exiled from the presence of Yah. So he's exiled from his light. So he must be living in darkness. Now it's safe to say that he's the first church of Satan, you know, um, yet he will not be the last. If thou doest well, this Genesis 4, 7, it says, if thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted. This is what Yah um, told Cain. If thou doest well, shalt, not, shalt thou not be accepted. And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. So we hereby learn that even the church of Cain isn't born damned, and that they will be accepted of Yah, if they but learn to rule over sin. Everybody with me? Everybody see that? You know, if they learn to rule over sin, they will be accepted. Because sin is lying at their door. And sin, you know, wants them. Unto thee shall be his desire. He wants them. 
But as Yah says, thou shalt rule over him. That's what they, he was supposed to do, but he didn't do it. You know, but if he tells you that's what you're supposed to do, then he also has enabled you to do so. Selah. Now that said, it's clear to see from the passages concerning Cain that at least part of him wanted to serve Yah and be accepted of him. You know, now why do I say at least part of him? You know, even because Cain is a many-member body because he is in a church, an ecclesia. Amen? He's a man made up of many members. You know, one body, many members. You know, so at least part of him wanted to serve Yah. You know, um, you know, and, and we can we can see that because he is off, offering unto Yah. You know, so he's you know, he's upset because he wasn't accepted. You know, so he did want to serve Yah. There's a part of him that wanted to serve him at least, and a part of him that wanted to be accepted of. Him. You know, because we can see that he was disappointed when he wasn't accepted. You know. But the problem was there was another part of Cain that, like his parents before him, who wanted to serve Yah their way, which ironically is not serving Yah at all. Mm. It's actually just a deceptive form of serving Satan. Mm. You know, consider Romans 6, 16, which speaks to this. It says, know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death, or of obedience unto righteousness. You know, so whenever you disobey Yah, then that's sin, period. You know, and, you know, if you're obeying sin, then you're obeying Satan. Everybody with me? You know, and if you're obedient, then it's unto righteousness. You're obeying Yah. You know, so we can see that anytime someone is trying to do something their way and their way doesn't align with Yah's way, they're serving Satan, even though they, they think they're doing what they want. So I pray that from this, everyone can see that the way of Cain amounts to any way that is not Yahuwah Elohim's way. Hence, Yahushua says in Matthew Yahoo 7, 13 and 14, enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction and many there be which go in thereat. And that's because there's so many ways in. The, the gate is super duper wide, you know. And then he goes on to say, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life and few there be that find it. Y'all also saw a part of Cain um, had wanted to serve him. And that they wouldn't get a chance to do so, seeing that they were exiled in the darkness, thereby leaving him, leaving them no chance of finding the way to that straight gate. Can you see that? You know, because they were exiled into darkness, you know, they couldn't enter into the presence of Yah. They were stuck. You know, they, they had no way of finding the straight gate. But Yah had a plan for this as well. Um you know, for the church of Cain had grew greatly, you know, over the course of time, the church of Cain grew. It was no longer that little shot, shot, uh, you know, I mean, they grew large, you know, and the church of Cain, you know, remnants of it are still around, even today, you know, 
So I want you to understand the way of Cain. Cain lives in darkness. Cain lives to do, to serve Yah, but he lives to serve Yah in a way that he wants to serve Yah. Amen? And that's important to know. But this was Yah's plan for those who were stuck in the darkness. This, um, this is Second Keepers, Peter two, uh, Second Keepers or Peter two five. This Elohim did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of the eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly. Amen. You know, so this was the plan of Elohim. You know, to send a preacher of righteousness unto those that were in darkness. You know, and I, those of you all who have been following the Enoch series, you know that um, the righteous, uh, who, who has the mic? Could you make sure it's off? I think that's yeah, cool. Oh, so it's not that. Is it my connection? Oh, All right, so now to, to really like see what's behind the words here, you know, you have to kind of have an understanding of the, of the numbers, you know. So the number one, anybody remember what the number one represents? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and the number eight? No beginnings. Okay, so, you know, it says Elohim did not spare the ancient world, but save Noah. One, that is Yah, you know, um, one, um, Yah's new beginning people or Yah's born again people. You know, and so Noah is telling us that Noah is Yah's born again people. Can you see that? You know, and collectively they made up the church of Noah and they were a preacher of righteousness. Amen. Now, if you remember the Enoch series, or if you've been following along with the Enoch series, you know that uh, the righteous emits what? They emit what? Light. Light. Absolutely. You know, so can you see that Yah was sending light into the darkness? Can you see that? You know, um, and if you can see that you know, then you'll understand why Yah would later say, you know, why scripture would later say, and unto those that sat, that uh, walked in darkness and, and sat in the shadow of um, death, um, light had sprung up. Yeah. Remember that? I think that's Isaiah, um, like 9 2, you know, if I remember correctly. You know, um, so, yes, Yah sent. The ecclesia to those folks that's in darkness, so that they could preach righteousness to them, so that they can receive light, so that they can find the way of Elohim. Isn't that y'all some? Yeah. All right. So Noah, the Church of Noah, was actually the first and the last. 
you know. Now, that should be ringing some bells. You know, some flags should be going off in, in some folks' head. You know, Noah was a type of the first and the last. Noah's flood denoted the end of the church of Adam. You know, it spoke to the last church, which was the last church of the church of Adam. You know, and the flood is what brought that to an abrupt end. So Noah's flood marked the end of the church of Adam, thereby making Noah the last of the churches uh, made in the likeness of Adam, who in turn was made in the image and likeness of Elohim. So Noah was the last of the churches that was made in the likeness, the image and likeness of Elohim. Like Adam's church, Noah's was taught of Elohim internally via the heart. But after it rained, this ceased to happen. Hence, Noah was the last of his kind to be taught this way. So the church of Noah was the last of, the, of his time, kind to be taught internally. You know, now, consequently, they were also the last church that was made in the likeness and image of Elohim. Hence, from this point on, scripture only speaks of man or the church being in the image of Elohim, but not in his likeness. You know, so it only speaks of them being in his image. No longer are they in his likeness. Consider 1 Corinthians eleven seven, 7 um, to validate. It says, for a man indeed ought to cover his head for as much as he is in the image and glory of Elohim, but the woman is the glory of the man. You know, so uh, also wisdom 2.23, for Elohim created man to be immortal and made him to be an image of his own eternity. You know, so you see, it's speaking about image, but where's the likeness? Mm. You know, we know, like, usually, like, in early on, you know, um, in, in early parts of Genesis, whenever it spoke about the image of Elohim, it also mentioned the likeness of Elohim. And man was made in his image and likeness, right? You know, but now it's just speaking about image. And I know some may be thinking, well, Yahshua surely was made in this image and likeness, but he wasn't. Mm. Romans 8.3. For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, Elohim sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. You see, he was he didn't come in the likeness of Elohim. He came in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. You know, also Philippians 2, 7, which, uh, you know, further validates that. You know, second witness says, but made himself of, speaking of our Messiah, Yahshua, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men, not of Elohim. He was in the likeness of men. Everybody see that? All right. So that was the end of the church of Adam. Now we're going to talk about the beginning of the church of Noah. And it began when he came off the ark and he built an altar unto Elohim. And we talked about how the altar represents worship to Elohim. Amen? And what does a church do? Worship Elohim. Amen? 
You know, so this is the first time that we're ever told in scripture that an altar was built unto Elohim. You know, so, you know, this shows us that this is a new form of worship unto Elohim. You know, because the old form, you know, is, is not going to work no more. That was with the old church because he's not teaching them from within anymore. You know, so now he makes him a, makes makes uh, an altar and offer sacrifices unto Elohim from without. You know, so you know his altar is 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 uh a, one of the signs of the beginning the beginning of that. You know. And then we have the rainbow. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, during this time when when Noah built this altar, Yah made a covenant with him. And the sign of the covenant is the rainbow. Mm -hmm. Amen? You know, and so this, again, speaks to the beginning of a new ecclesia a new man you know because you have a new covenant and you have a new altar so a new type of worship and a new covenant to elohim you know speaks to a new ecclesia a new church amen you know this was the church of noah you know, and so the the um those who were with Noah were the first members of the church of Noah. You know, and so uh the church of Noah, the sign of his covenant is the rainbow. And the rainbow has been with us ever since. Mm. Amen. Now, what we have here isn't a picture of an, a new age church of flamers, you know, uh, you know, I don't want you to let you think that when you see the rainbow, that's not what we're talking about at all, but rather a new man that is a father from above, a born again man, a born again ecclesia, a born again church, one who has went through the great testings, trials and tribulations of the world on behalf of Elohim. And this is what them going through the flood represented. The flood represented testings and trials. Since it was 40 days and 40 nights, it represented tri tribulations. You know, hence um, all of the world died, tribulations of the world. And, you know, they all died, you know, but they were in that ark on behalf of Elohim. You know, he had sealed them in the ark. Say lot. Mm. Now that they have made it through the water and have been washed clean um, by by the flood, you know, by the waters from on high, by the rain, they now come, like they now become the first members of a renewed man, a born again man or church named Noah. Yet this man or church isn't communicated to via the heart anymore. For during the church of Adam, the heart became corrupted during their fall in the garden and eventually caused the heart to become utterly wicked. And in case you're wondering, this is the way that the serpent communicated with the church of Adam as well. And this is the way that 
say, that the serpent or Satan communicates with his church even now today. It still is from within. And this is why when you hear people that are possessed, you know, hear people that are possessed or people um, who serve Satan, you know, they hear their voice from, they hear Satan's voice from within. How many times, you know, have you heard folks say, the devil told me to do it, you know, or heard about him saying something to that effect? Because that's how the devil speaks from within. You know, but contrary to popular, popular belief, Yah tends to speak from without. But a lot of people hear voices within and think that's Yah. Hmm. Say lot. You know, now, uh, where did I leave off? Okay, yet this man um, or church isn't communicated via the heart anymore for during the, the church of Adam, the heart became corrupted during their fall in the Garden of Eden. Therefore, no longer, Yah no longer shines his light directly within the heart of man. You know, he doesn't do that anymore. He does not directly shine shine his light directly within the hearts of man instead the church of noah is taught from the outside and this is important to know and this is important to know as well because a lot of people listening to a lot of voices from within that's not of yah you know the church of noah is taught and every subsequent church is taught from the outside even from on high via the rain that is via truth rain from on high the rain is water water represents truth and so the rain represents truth that descends from on high and when y'all see these raindrops these truths within the heart of man he then shines his light through those truths which in turn makes a spiritual rainbow within the said heart of man even as it does naturally in heaven's sky can you see that? You know, so in other words, like Torah, where did Torah come from? It came from on high. So that is a type of rain. Can you see? Um, everything that Yahshua, you know, said and did, where did it come from? Came from the Father, which is where? From on high. Can you see that's a type of rain, a type of water? The Ruach HaKodesh, where did he come from? From on high. He descended upon man. Can you see? That's a type of rain. What I'm trying to get you to see is that all the little bits of pieces of the word of Elohim are like little raindrops. And then what Yah does is, you know, he shines his light through those raindrops. And those raindrops reflect that light and creates colors. And those colors enlighten the mind of men. So this is also why and how the rainbow reminds Yah of his covenant with man. You know, with this in mind, um, you know, because even because when he looks within the hearts of man and he see this rainbow, he see Yahshua enlightening the minds of men. It reminds him not to send the 
plague and destroy all mankind again. Can you see that? You know, and so that's a beautiful picture. So with this in mind, you know, um, I can't help but wonder if Yah was speaking to us during Sukkot, when he wondrously enveloped us in his rainbow. You know, for those of you who've seen it, we were directly in the center of the rainbow. You know, was Yah trying to tell us something? You know, I think so, because last year during Sukkot, we also saw a rainbow. You know, and so it just makes you think like, you know, is was Yah illuminating the sky or was he enlightening us within? Was he enlightening the word that is within us? And causing it to shine brightly as a rainbow. You know. You know. The end. Or is it the beginning? Maybe y'all is just trying to tell us. You know. My children. I'm pleased with y'all. Reflecting my light. During my Moedim, during my appointed time, you finally took the step to gather before me as I asked you to. You know, could he have been shining his light through those bits of truth that's in our hearts, you know, that caused us to stay within his will? You know, say lie. That's all I have for you. Pray was a blessing. Yeah. Yeah.